0: This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Now let's join the hosts of NTL Now, along with Joe Carrion, here's Shane Wilber.
1: Welcome back northern tier league sports fans the northern tier league now podcast after a week's rest has returned as we bring you episode number eight this week along with joe carry on across the table i'm shane wilbur and man are we happy to be back after a week's hiatus and joe i'm starting to feel like we cannot take time away from this because last week i don't know about you I caught some flack from some listeners out there for uh, not putting out episode number eight.
2: Yeah, I heard a little bit too. They're like, come on, you guys have had so much momentum. We look forward to look to listening to you guys, but it'll be all right. We'll make up for it tonight.
1: That's very true. Now, of course, uh, what had happened was, listen, sometimes professional life gets in the way and sometimes, you know, we do have some other obligations, but we promise we will do our best to make sure that some episodes get out. But I'll tell you what, there is one listener out there who uh, was a little disappointed, so I'm going to make it up to him. Uh, I'm going to say a uh, big I'm sorry uh, going out to uh, one of the loyal listeners out there, uh, my good buddy Stacy from Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility. So any of you parents out there who have an athlete or maybe somebody who needs some good help that uh, Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility can provide, well, get a hold of them over in Troy because they do a lot of good business. So Stacy there, I'm sorry I'm sorry that uh, we didn't get this out for you last week, but there, I gave EMBM a little uh, free plug here on the podcast this week. I, I felt that.
2: I felt that in my heart,
1: Shane. Well, thanks, Joe. I appreciate that, and uh, I'll try to make sure that uh, we keep this a very high-energy podcast here this week. All right, well, we did take the week off, so we've got some catching up to do here in the Northern Tier League. But uh, before we get into recapping some of the standings this week in uh, some of the NTL sports, uh, quickly just want to recap what we saw last Friday in Athens Uh, I want to steer away from the football mainly because last Friday was about more than football. Uh, You had the gold out game, Joe. And, of course, any chance you get an opportunity to rally in the world of childhood cancer. What a great event uh, that turned out to be.
2: Yeah, I mean, seeing the the coin toss at, at midfield. Uh, with with Timmy going out and handing the ball to the the girls from Athens was was really touching. I know I saw uh, Brian Fees from the Daily Review got a really great photo of that moment, and I, I've seen it shared all over Facebook. And I think that just the, the cause that these two schools came together on really really said something about our region and the schools and the kids and the parents and just how dedicated they are to you know fighting this fighting childhood cancer. It's a terrible thing, and um, it was just really good to see. Two schools come together like that and played a great game as well.
1: That's right. You know that game turned out to be uh, an absolute crazy back and forth affair. Actually, turned into more of a defensive slugfest, I think, than most people thought. But uh, for that uh, night to be reserved on a more special note. For childhood cancer and again you know I've said this time and time again uh, what a credit goes to the Athens student body they're going to have a memory now that will last them for ages to be able to share their homecoming ceremonies with uh, the gold out game and that's something you know they're going to talk about for days months and even years to come beyond graduation.
2: Yeah absolutely I think it, it was a great cause I mean we we heard about it, I think back in late july and when i when i saw the press release on it, i was like man this is amazing i just I, i'm just proud to be a part of you know around the ntl in this area
1: so for all of you who were involved in this whether it be uh promotion whether it be uh you know kind of spreading the word or helping out you know with the passing out of uh, you know the rally towels the shirts whatnot and of course uh, big kudos for the rally in the valley too that they had last Thursday all leading up to it so regardless I mean this gold out game just a great time and uh, even the competition amongst the schools I think they raised over fifty three hundred dollars just in the penny wars where they had the uh, two schools going at each other in penny war collections and uh, they said even some other schools uh, were doing donations as well so I mean for anybody out there who was involved in this gold out game what a kudos uh goes out to uh the northern Tier league as a community just for helping to make this whole thing a success
2: yeah it's great to see that you know at the end of the day we're all competitors but we're all family
1: all right, so that takes us now into the sports world. Of course, uh, Joe and I, we're going to talk about uh, week number five of Northern Tier League football. That'll be coming up here in just a little while, but uh, also coming up here in just a bit, too. You know, we're going to do some midseason awards because, you know, we are through week five. There's only five more weeks left of the regular season. I
2: cannot believe it has flown by. I mean, before we know it's going to be October and playoff time.
1: you think it's crazy how do you think i feel man this has been something that's like in my blood you know from the start of the summer all the way through you know just kind of being around the guys and everything so yeah this is going to be fun i'm looking forward to it and uh, we'll see where we come out with those coming up here in just a little bit uh also though want to pass along uh some good wishes uh, to a couple of football athletes out there. Uh, I know that uh, the NTL football season can be a grind, and unfortunately uh, for a couple, I know that uh, some of these guys uh, may have seen their seasons come to a close a little bit earlier. I know uh, a couple weeks ago, unfortunately for Cowaneski Valley, their senior quarterback, Seth Heiler, unfortunately uh, suffered an injury uh, during their game at CMVT. Uh, I believe he's going to be out for the rest of the season, so uh, well wishes to him. And also uh, for Athens, uh senior Damian Hudson... Uh, I don't really know the prognosis uh, on him. I know he was in kind of a uh, walking boot I think and crutches on Friday night. I think a lot of the speculation is uh he's going to be out for an extended period. So hopefully maybe he can get back, but if not, you know, best wishes to him as well as the rest of the season continues on. So, yes, definitely want to get those well wishes out there to some of our area athletes too because we love competition. Hate seeing or hate seeing athletes get hurt.
2: You no, know, I absolutely hate it because it it, uh, it takes away from, you know, that anticipation week to week. Uh, and, and Seth, I mean, I, I watched him play for about four, three or four years now, and, man, that kid can compete. Uh, really, really good quarterback. And I, I'm sorry to see that happen to Kowineski because I know what they're trying to build over there this year.
1: All right. So as we, uh, you know, pass out those well wishes, I uh, want to get into uh, some of the uh, other sports here in the Northern Tier League because you know we have had some interesting happenings going on uh, around the Northern Tier League. Uh, saw some headlines even as uh, early as this week, as we are recording. Uh, North Penn Liberty volleyball, the the Lady Mounties lost a lot in their senior class. They are not going away quietly. I saw they uh, actually came away with a win over Wellsboro the other night. So congratulations to the Lady Mounties. They are not giving up that crown easily, Joe.
2: Yeah, I'd be remiss if I didn't say I was wrong because I picked against them early this year. I thought they wouldn't be as competitive as they are. But man, talk about a great program over North Penn Liberty for volleyball. Every year they're stacked, and I mean they're just. I think it's a good program. They're they've implemented a good system, and I think they're going to be there at the end for districts this year
1: and something else you know sticking with the girls volleyball happenings as well uh congratulations uh for the why losing lady rams i mean uh they had a player the other night i believe lila oswald was her name as uh the lady rams getting some love here for uh northern tier league volleyball yes lila oswald reaching her 500 kills goal in ntl volleyball the other night so congratulations going out to lila for uh, her milestone there in girls volleyball. But uh, we can transition now over to girls soccer because, uh, you know, we had uh, some interesting happenings in girls soccer. I mean, a lot of the speculation uh, for the regular season is Who's going to be able to take down uh, Athens or Troy throughout the regular season? And boy, did the Lady Trojans get a little wake-up going to Tawanda.
2: Yeah, they uh, they played to a 0-0 tie. I mean, I think that if you're Tawanda, even though you tied, you didn't come out with a victory, you didn't come out, that's a win. That is a win for them because just to play at that level with Troy, who we think could win the district this year, is, a, is huge. I mean, that really, I think, opened a lot of people's eyes. I think that Tawanda... Could sneak in there at the end.
1: You know, I was checking out the actual uh, district and league standings the other day, and uh, Tawanda right now sits, I believe, with just only one loss here. Uh, as we are recording, uh, the Trojans uh, still with just two losses, but they are out of the league. So the other day, the, I think their updated record was like, I think they're now 5-2-2 two, and two, uh, after they defeated the Lady Hornets uh, the other night. So the Lady Trojans now, but they do have two ties in their uh, column now with tying with Tawanda. And tying with Athens. So, I mean, that kind of puts them on the brink of, you know what, they've got to win out, and Coach Pratt, uh, he knows it as well. But also, uh, looking at uh, some other milestones in NTL girls' soccer, congratulations going out to sophomore Roslyn Haney for the Lady Redskins. Roslyn netting her 50th goal uh, early in her sophomore season. Uh, Roslyn last year netting, uh, I believe, 40. I don't know if she got over the 40 mark as a freshman, but I know she got to at least 40 last year. So congratulations to her. And uh, wow, what a stunning milestone that is for just the sophomore.
2: And yeah, it's tough to even score 15 goals in a career, let alone 50. And she's only a sophomore. That is Absolutely insane. Well, you know,
1: we talked with Coach Rich Pitts from the Athens Lady Wildcats earlier in the season, and, you know, he said there's a lot of great talent spread around this league. Now, there might not be uh, groups of talent like an Athens or a Troy have or even a Tawanda, but you're going to see that uh, every team's got somebody who can fill the net. So... Definitely happy to see something like that going around uh, the NTL as well. And, of course, uh, you know, again, congratulations to Rosalyn uh, on her 50th goal as this NTL girls' soccer season continues. Now, on the boys' side of soccer, I see the Athens boys. They are out on a mission. They are taking care of business. And the Athens boys know, you know, if they're going to defend their District 4 title, they got to start playing and keep at a high level all season long. Actually got a chance to watch them practice the other night uh, while we were there for the warm-ups of the uh, Goldout game. Man, those guys, they just look like they are uh, in full continuity. And uh, to see how they are performing here in the early part of the season, that's just awesome to see that uh, they are out and running uh, here in the early going again.
2: Yep, and – I did get a chance to watch the Wellsboro boys last week and they look like they're pretty tough too. They're sitting at uh 5 and 2 overall in the league. Um they're just they're one game behind Troy um at 3 and 1, Troy's 4 and 1. They did beat Troy, so they are getting a little bit closer to them right now in the standings. Uh it was a they shut out Troy as 4 nothing. So, look out for Wellsboro too. I think they're coming on.
1: That's awesome to see and awesome to hear. Now, of course, you know, there is cross country going on here around the league as well. I know there was a big running last night uh, with uh, losing and Troy. I believe they were over in uh, Sullivan County last night. I didn't actually get a chance to see how that one wound up. Uh, I know the uh, Troy boys and Lucing boys were going to be into a uh, big kind of battle there. So interesting to see uh, how that one turned out, uh, actually working on bringing up those results uh, as we look at uh, some of that right now. But it doesn't look like uh, the things are updated yet. But I didn't get a chance to see that one. But, uh, you know, if you know the competition amongst Coach Schools and uh, Coach Ward, you know that one was going to come down to the wire.
2: Oh, absolutely. I know that Coach Ward gets those kids prepared each week. Um, Troy did run really good against Wellsboro and Canton last, I think believe it was last Tuesday. They earned two, Girls earned two wins in that meet as well. I know Coach Ward was very proud and happy to come out with two wins on the girls' side as well.
1: Alright, so good to see some good things going on in uh, the cross-country world as well. And before we get into some football talk, I want to pass along congratulations to an NTL champion that we've already got crowned here in the early going. So congratulations going out to uh, Wellsboro Golf. Wellsboro Golf, uh, rounding out uh, some NTL talk here, as uh, the Wellsboro Golf team coming away uh, with a uh, big NTL crown. They're defending champs now, two in a row.
2: Yeah, they uh, Wellsboro Golf's always there at the end. It's been it's been good to see that program really stay consistent. Uh, but man, you know, I, I always leave the golf to you, Shane. You're just our resident golf expert. I don't I don't want to I don't want to make any noises with my shoes. Like I just I get scared talking about golf.
1: I am nowhere close to being a golf expert, so please don't ever try to uh, categorize me as a golf expert because uh, anybody out there who may be listening who are my friends know that uh, that's pretty much not a good thing to do is uh, try to uh, rope me into being a (laughs) golf expert. That's just not going to fly. But, yes, uh, you know, that's a good look to uh, go around the Northern Tier League. And, again, uh, big congratulations and kudos going out to a lot of our great athletes here around the Northern Tier League as, uh, you know, we like to take some time to get around and, uh, you know, kind of broaden the horizons. You always know, told you once this podcast started, that's exactly what we were going to do. You know, we were not going to focus this on just one sport. We were going to keep going around and, uh, you know, try to make this a very well-rounded podcast as possible. So, uh, yes, want to give any kind of Kind of uh, recognition out there as well, and hey, you know, here's a big uh, kind of mission for all the listeners out there and uh, all the fans as well. Hey, if any milestones come up that uh, we need to know about, you know, sometimes it's hard to keep track of things from time to time. You know, we both have our busy lives. We do our best that we can, but make sure you send us messages uh, either on Facebook or on Twitter. Hit us up uh, at NTL now. Uh, NTL Now podcast on Facebook and at NTL Now on Twitter. You know, drop us a message. And that way, you know, there are milestones and such that we won't miss and that we'll be able to talk about. So that's something that uh, we definitely want to get to as well. All right, so uh, big kudos there to all of our NTL sports. And, of course, it's time to dive into some pigskin. So Joe and I, we're going to take a quick timeout. And when we come back, we're going to recap Week 5. We'll talk about some midseason awards and get you caught up and previewed for Week number 6 here as we lead into the next week of Northern Tier League Football so stick around. Joe and I will be right back after this quick timeout as we thank our good friends from Circle W Sports.
0: Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find
1: information about not only one player but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It's links highlight films, contact information,
0: everything that the coach would need.
1: Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. And back here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast for episode number eight across the table. Joe Carrion, Shane Wilber here with you as we continue on and uh, get ready to talk some Northern Tier League football action and uh, quickly... We'll dive in and recap a little bit of week number five. Of course, we were talking about the gold out game earlier. Athens and Canton really battling it out. Of course, uh, the final score of that one, 27-19, but a game where the score was really not indicative of what that game was like. Joe, that was a one-possession game through a lot of it and quite a slugfest between those two teams.
2: Yeah, man, talk about a battle in the trenches. Uh, I I really didn't expect Athens to play up to Canton's level. I mean, and that's... I I should respect Athens a little bit more. I know Jack Young brings those kids to play each week, but man, I got to tip my hats to Athens. They played Canton awesome. Uh I didn't expect a defensive battle. I kind of expected Canton's offense to have their way with Athens. Um but it was not that at all. So it, it, it's like you said it was a one possession game all the way through. I I was shocked to see how it turned out, but you know, ultimately Canton prevailed. Uh so, yeah, I don't know what your thoughts were on that game, but it was a slugfest.
1: I'll tell you what, it was definitely interesting to be up in the radio booth Watching that one unfold. I think where a lot of the credit goes, as you said, you know, Coach Jack Young, he said uh, in the pregame that uh, Athens had a great week of practice. Uh, He knew that, uh, you know, the intensity was going to be a little bit higher because of homecoming, and the guys came out and uh, executed. They had a plan. And uh, I'll tell you what, Keegan Rude came on the scene on Friday night as uh, he really did a lot to help out his quarterback there, Mason Lister. And uh, we'll see if uh, Athens can carry on that momentum uh, into next week. But, of course, we'll preview their next week matchup coming up here in just a bit. And it just seemed like, uh, you know, there was all kinds of uh, interesting matchups. Uh, Troy and Tawanda, man, there was another battle last week. Of course, uh, you know, the Trojans, they had been rolling. Black Knights, uh, a little bit of uh, struggles here in the early part of the season. But, you know, hey, when you're at home, you have military appreciation night. You know, your backs are against the wall never count out Tawanda and they gave Troy all they could handle
2: oh absolutely I once again didn't think that score or a game was going to go the way it did but yeah Tawanda is always tough at home I know that they're a very proud program they come to play each Friday night and yeah I think th- I think it's good for Troy to get a test like that in the middle of the season so that there's no complacency moving forward I know that uh coach Jim Smith was uh proud of the way they came out on top and he he was respectful of how Tawanda played I know he does not take Tawanda lightly either so it was just good to see uh, Troy battle through a, a tough game in the middle of the year
1: that's right and of course you know we had uh, another NTL matchup as well as the losing Rams hosted Sare last Friday night And of course, uh, you know, the Redskins, they've been uh, teetering up there in the top of the Northern Tier League as well. And uh, Sarah, you know, they go to Wailusing on the road. Wailusing celebrating homecoming that night. And uh, Sarah really came out uh, with a a bit of a higher margin win than I thought. You know, after Wailusing had went to Athens the week before, had really uh, found some things, I think, in the passing game. I really thought, you know, Wailusing would uh, keep that one a little closer than they did. But hey, credit Sarah for going on the road and taking care of business.
2: Well, I think that Braden Horton you know, really wants to cement himself as one of the the top quarterbacks in this league. And I know that they can they can sling the ball around with the best of them. So, and that defense is, is stout, so I, I don't sleep on that team on the road.
1: Oh, never. You're not going to sleep on Sarah for this season or for seasons to come as well uh, when it comes to Northern Tier League football. And, of course, uh, you know, I want to pass along congratulations, too, as uh, Wellsboro dominates. They get a win over Hughesville and, of course, North Penn Mansfield last week defeating Cowaneski Valley as well. Uh, to improve their record too. But of course, you know, that means that uh, we have completed Week number five here in Northern Tier League football. And uh, Joe, as I sent you an email earlier this week, you know, I kind of gave you the basis of uh, some things that I definitely wanted to talk about this week. Of course, you know, with the midseason awards, not only does it give us something to fill here on the podcast, but, you know, there's always good discussions, you know, that can kind of bait around this. You know, people are out there talking about it. They want to know, you know, opinions and figure out, okay, well, where are you leaning here? Where are you leaning there? Things like that. So, you know, let's dive in here to some midseason awards here uh, at the Midway Point. So, Joe, I will let you pick what category you would like to pick as a uh, midseason award so far.
2: Jeez, well, I'll start with Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, well, not Player they just say Offensive Player of the Midway Point of the okay. Year. Okay, okay. Where do you um, sit
1: for the Offensive Player oh, of the Midway Point?
2: I, I think i got to give it to Aiden Hauser. Kid has just been running... Lights out, and he just broke a uh, thousand yards. Mm-hmm. He's now in the same discussion as Wellsboro's Chris Morrell, Quinn Henry. So, I mean, he he's up there with the best of them with well in Wellsboro Hornets lore, and I mean. I don't know how all well that offense ticks without Aiden Hauser. So I'll tell you I, what.
1: You know what? I am actually. I'm going to agree with you. I think to the midway point right now, Aiden Hauser has indeed been uh, everything that uh, they wanted him to be. Of course, he had that slow night at Troy, but you know he stepped up uh, when he's had to. He still had a great night at Troy. Wellsboro didn't get the win. But, I mean, Hauser still had uh, a great night. So, yes, I will uh, give you that uh, for the Offensive Player of the Year. I'm definitely with you here at the midway point there. So, I guess if you're going to go offense, then we have to go defense. So, uh, interesting that, uh, you know, we hit to the defensive side. I know that, uh, you know, It's uh, been kind of a discussed thing that, you know, probably by the end of the year, we were probably going to be talking about a defensive lineman. And you know what? I don't care if, uh, you know, we take uh, any kind of uh, issues from other people who want to say, oh, you guys are wrong or this and that, whatever. You know what? I don't care to this point of the season from what I've seen with mine eyes only. Uh, Right now, I would say Jack Imt is Defensive Player of the Year from the uh, Troy Trojans uh, through the midway point. I mean, it's not so much if he makes tackles. It's the disturbance. It's the accountability that you have to have for him. So right now, I would give uh, Jack Imt, uh, Player of the Year, right now, by a hair because I know you've been talking about uh, somebody as well who you'd like to pot out. As well, I, I think
2: that Jack Impt is a great pick because mm-hmm. he oftentimes I've been watching games of Troy he'll draw two offensive linemen mm-hmm. so that opens up holes for other defenders to get through and disrupt things for the quarterbacks and tailbacks. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, my guy that I think I got to pick and I might take some flack for this, but I think it's Canton's Garrett Storch. The kid's been an anchor on the defensive side of the ball. He has made some timely plays for the Warriors on defense when they have needed it the most.
1: I'll tell you what, I'm not going to argue that pick. You know, I think Storch has really matured this year as a defensive linebacker this year for the Warriors, and I think he's really stepped up and really made kind of that, uh, you know. Position his own. I think he's kind of developed into a a read guy where he's now starting to really understand the position. Last year he was kind of thrown into it. Uh, I think you know last year you know things at times may have been uh, a little fast for him, but uh, now this year, man, he is really matured. He's really stepped in, and he has really been. That senior leader, I think anchor was the word you just used. I love that word, anchor. That's a great job. You know, he's really taking command of that defensive huddle. So uh, we are definitely uh, right in queue here uh, with some defensive players of the year uh, candidates, and uh, we'll definitely see how that goes. And, of course, uh, if you weren't there, uh, for the game, I want to say with why losing, I think was uh, Storch's interception, and uh, wow, <laughs> he he de- he even makes interceptions entertaining.
2: So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean that kid, he just he's the leader of that defense. Like you said, the game has slowed down for him. I mm-hmm. think he's got good ball awareness, and yeah, I I stand by it.
1: Okay, now we just talked about offensive player of the year. Okay, I'm introducing a new category. And I'm going to call it MIP. Okay? And MIP is most important player. Now, my MIP player this year, we just talked about Aiden Hauser going for offensive player of the year at the midway point. My MIP player, most important player, Uriah Bailey of Canton. I think without Bailey at the helm right now for the Warriors, he is such a big part of what they want to do. Both with his legs, with his head, with his arm. That I think Uriah Bailey right now, he is the one player, I think, that any team out there could not afford to lose. I think if Bailey went down, that would really just uh, hinder a lot of what Canton wants to do.
2: I agree. I mean, he is their – unquestioned leader of that team right now I mean you can tell the guys in the huddle they're looking to him for their his guidance and leadership I mean he he's got this offense down he spent a whole year last year under Mike Smithers learning this offense I mean I agree I think that that's a good pick but I will probably go in another direction
1: I apologize. I just dropped my phone a little bit. I was checking on some things, so that that uh, just kind of. Shane's always making the sure he's got
2: the stats right.
1: <laughs> well, you know, you got to you got to double check on some things from time to time. But anyway, yes. Uh, so Uriah Bailey, uh, my MIP player as uh, most important player here uh, so far to the midway point. Now, of course, uh, a lot of folks out there wondering, okay, well, where do you put uh, you know maybe uh, your midpoint uh, coach of the year right now? And you know, I'm. I'm going to lean on strength of schedule for the first half of the season, and that's why I'm going to give the edge to Coach Jim Smith for Troy. Now, strength of schedule, of course. Look at what they've done here in the early part of the year. They are 4-1 and one through five games. Not only did they just – they lost it. Their one loss is one score to Bald Eagle Area.
2: A team who, that killed them last year.
1: Exactly. They went toe-to-toe with bald eagle area in week one okay they've got a home win with wellsboro they beat wellsboro at home they've been on the road where they've beaten Sayre up there they went to the lockhart street bowl one on the road and one at Towanda, where they had to knock down drag out in that one. Now, of course, yes, they did dominate North Penn Mansfield at home. But I think strength of schedule right now, the edge goes to the Trojans through the midway point, and that's why if I was picking a coach of the year for the midway point, I would say Coach Jim Smith has done uh, earned that honor here through the first five games of the season.
2: Absolutely, and I, I think I got to agree with you on that one. I mean, it's he his team has taken down two squads that. Handled them last year, North Penn, Mansfield, Wellsboro. I know that kids have graduated and all that, but if you look at the improvement from last year to this year, it's unquestioned there's there's no debate in my mind i mean yes you could debate uh coach seacrest with canton mm-hmm. he's done a great job with canton this year and in last year it was starting off undefeated as well i believe they started off 5-0 and last year as well mm-hmm. but i just think that when you look at the turnaround of the trojans it has to be to jim smith
1: and i think you know what uh, people might lose out here and say okay well you know canton's five and zero. well yes canton is five and 0 they've had a great start to the year Here's where the turning point comes for Canton now. Now, Troy's schedule was very front-loaded, okay? Now we go to the flip side. Canton's schedule for the last five games, this is going to be their loaded section of the schedule, okay? They go to Muncie this coming Friday. They've got Sayre coming the week after that. There's still Wellsboro, North Penn, Mansfield, and, of course, the shoe game with Troy. So, yes, you look at it at the midpoint, and you can say, okay, you know, Troy's strength of schedule was X. Here comes the Canton strength of schedule on the backside, why? So you know, it's all going to even out, as the new Miranda Lambert song says. It all comes out in the wash, right?
2: Absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head there. It Canton schedule is going to get tough. We're going to find out who this team really is right now. Um, the beginning of their schedule was a little bit easier, but I I trust Coach Seacrest and that that staff to get that team ready and prepared to play against these teams. I do pick them in most of those matchups. I think the one that is a toss, like we said, is that old shoe game at the end of the year. But, yeah, I I stand by Jim Smith as, as coach of the midway point
1: of the year. I like how we're, we're really emphasizing here the midway point, you know, because that's what you do. When you get into this business, you know, you're obviously – there's going to be folks out there who have opinions, and that's good. That's what we welcome here in uh, sports discussion. I that's
2: do got to sure. say I didn't say my midway point player of the year – I got to give it to Aiden Hauser of Wellsboro. Um, I did agree with Uriah Bailey, but I think for me, I'd be remiss if I didn't say Aiden Hauser because the kid just, he dominates with that team on offense. I mean, last Friday night, the kid ran back a punt return. He threw a touchdown pass. He broke the 1000 yards record. And I really think that that offense doesn't go without Aiden Hauser. I mean, last year after he went down, things kind of slipped off for the Hornets offense. So, that might be unpopular opinion, but that's where I
1: stand. And hey, you know, that's, that's okay. You're allowed to have your opinions, and that's why we uh, call this an opinion segment. And that's okay. All right. So as we continue on here with NTL football talk, we will uh, take another quick time out here. And when we get ready to roll into the week six preview, we welcome you to stick around for that because we are going to break down week six matchups in Northern Tier League football. That comes your way next right here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast.
0: You can follow the NTL Now podcast on social media. Follow NTL Now on Facebook by searching NTL Now podcast and on Twitter by following at NTL Now.
2: Follow the Northern Tier League at NTLSports.com or on Twitter at NTL Athletics and Facebook by searching Northern Tier League.
1: That's right, listeners, make sure you are taking advantage of all of the social media and internet sites for all of your up-to-date information when it comes to the Northern Tier League. I mean, Joe, we are basically spoon-feeding all of this material out there uh, for the Northern Tier League sports fans.
2: No excuse not to follow us, guys. Come on, hit like, hit subscribe, give us a follow.
1: That's right, and of course, remember, uh, you can follow us uh, on uh, Google Play. Uh, the uh, Apple iPod uh, podcast and stuff like that, too, uh, on iTunes. And, of course, uh, remember, uh, they post the link for it right at the ntlsports.com website as well. So plenty of opportunities and uh, abilities to be able to listen to the Northern Tier League Now podcast and, of course, check out the Northern Tier League online as well for up-to-date stats and information there at the NTL Sports website. All right, so let's get ready here to head into week number six. Northern Tier League football action here in week number 6 and of course uh, you know we just kind of ended uh, with talking about uh, the Wellsboro Green Hornets of course uh, Aiden Hauser you know having a great year the Green Hornets this week uh, an NTL matchup as they get ready to welcome in the Athens Wildcats the Green Hornets 4-1 and on the season Athens comes into this tilt uh, 1-4 and but uh, as we saw last week there's still a lot of fight left in that Wildcat team.
2: Yeah I think that they're gonna go into. Is it in Wellsboro?
1: It's in Wellsboro. Yeah, so
2: I think that they're gonna go into Wellsboro and make some noise. I think Wellsboro is gonna have have their hands full. I think this team is is trending up as the season
1: goes on. What I really loved about Athens last week is you saw kind of another growth for their freshman quarterback Mason Lister. Now, for anybody out there who might not know, Sarah, or Athens, excuse me, is playing with a freshman quarterback. Mason Lister basically was playing junior high last year. Now as a ninth grader, you know, he's taking snaps. That's a lot to ask of, uh, you know, a 14, 15 year old to kind of step right into the varsity level and take the quarterback position, you know. And of course, I think Coach Young knew, hey, there was going to be some growing pains. But I think last week you finally saw, you know, some maturation coming uh, out of this kid.
2: Yeah. And I mean, he he threw the ball pretty well against Canton. I think that a lot of people were shocked. I heard some guys on the sideline talking that he was a freshman and that they're, this is the quarterback of the future for Athens and that they are going to need to be a team to, to take account for
1: moving forward. That's right. And of course, you know, for uh, the Wellsboro Green Hornets, for them, I think it's basically uh, a business as usual week. You know, they've, uh, you know, had their stumbles earlier in the season, but I think, you know, they've kind of righted some wrongs. You know, they've kind of corrected the ship a little bit. Now, of course, you know, they've had uh, games with Montgomery, games with Hughesville, you know, and now you've got uh, another NTL foe in Athens coming to town. But I think uh, the way that things have gone for Athens, I think the positive momentum they have now coming into this week, and of course, you know, as you said, the play of Aiden Hauser has just been nothing short of spectacular and electric. And you know, we haven't even really mentioned the likes of uh, like an Alex Burrow or even a Silas Wagman as well, because Hauser has just been lighting up the stat sheets. Wellsboro's a pretty complete team, and Isaac Keen has really come to play this year uh, for that squad.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I their their team. Don't don't. I think that a lot of people might have wrote this team off after they lost lost to Troy, and it was week two, but don't. I mean, Troy's a tough team. Wellsboro is also well-coached. Hildebrand prepares these kids every week. Don't write these guys off. I think Wellsboro is going to be there at the end of the season with the rest of them.
1: Alright, now we just mentioned the Troy Trojans, as Joe said. Of course, Troy 4-1 and one here through the midway point. They now go to Cowaneski Valley coming up on Friday night. So the Trojans, uh, with a little bit of a long road trip for them, going to Cowaneski Valley. Unfortunately, as we said, you know, in the early going, Seth Heiler uh, unable to play due to injury for Cowaneski Valley. That kind of, you know, shifts some guys around. But uh, right now, I think uh, the way that Troy is playing, Cowaneski uh, Valley, this is going to be a tough task for them uh regardless of health
2: yeah i i know that they're trying to install new things out out there in cv but I just I can't pick against Troy even on the road out in out in Kalineski. I just can't. Especially like you said, with losing Seth Heiler, that's tough. I know Coach Smith's trying to install this new up tempo offense, and that's a lot for that's a lot for a backup quarterback to come in and be named starter to take over against a tough Troy team.
1: I'll tell you what, you know, we were just talking about the midseason awards and everything, you know, and if not for kind of these early great starts here for Aiden Hauser and Uriah Bailey at Canton, we would probably be right there, just kind of on that next level, just below those two. I would probably give the nod to Dom Ayers, because he has been just as good uh, leading that Troy Trojan offense as any quarterback and any offensive player we have seen here in this NTL season but you know as of you know you kind of got that top level airs is right there kind of the leader of the pack on like uh, that next level that next step so airs has definitely been uh, that really unsung leader this year for the Trojans, and I'm telling you, he's making plays with his arm and his legs, and uh, it's really done uh, wonders for this Trojan offense. As you know, they've averaged, I believe, uh, over 30 points a game here down this uh, big stretch for them.
2: Yeah, and a lot of that is running the ball on the ground. That's one thing I'd give. We talked about it. Give Coach Smith credit in a in a league that where everyone wants to go to the spread, and in a world today where everyone wants to throw the ball, Coach Smith has stayed tried and true with pounding the rock.
1: Now, of course, as we continue on here, let's go to the Tawanda Black Knights. Now, the Black Knights sit 0-5 here on the season, but a matchup traditionally that has worked out well for Tawanda. This week, uh, they're going to be venturing into District 2 territory. They're going to travel down Route 6, and they're going to take on the Tigers of Tunkhannock. Tawanda traditionally has had Tunkhannock's number uh this year though uh three and two on the season so far uh for the Black Knights you know after last week's game against Troy you gotta think uh they're back still against the wall they're itching to get that goose egg out of that win column
2: yeah I think that they're gonna go down to Tunkhannock and win that easy uh I think that you know it's it's gonna be it could be it could be a tough game. I think Tunkanik always plays Tawanda really well, but the Tawanda's ready. Like you said, they're ready for that win. They got that. They want to get that taste out of their mouth. So I'm not picking against Tawanda on this one.
1: All right, so uh, we'll see how the Black Knights fare. But I know uh, you know watching uh, Tanner Kunkel this year, uh, Kunkel is definitely uh, doing. He's doing his part. He is trying so hard. Uh, for that Black Knight offense and defense, you know, doing what a senior should. Even when times are tough, he's still going out there and uh, showing his leadership on the field. And that's something good to see as well. All right. Now, of course, what I think is going to be the most intriguing matchup this week in Northern Tier League play. This will take place over at Peterson Stadium in Wyloosing You got the Rams coming off a thrashing last week against the Redskins. This week, North Penn Mansfield coming to town. You got two teams on the season, both two and three. Uh, Both teams, I still think, trying to kind of get their footing here. And uh, curious to see uh, North Penn, you know, they've got to make the trip. this one's going to take the quarter out, I think, this week. I don't know if this one's as cut and dry as what some might think, even though some may say, well, you know, uh, North Penn might have looked a little better, you know. Don't discount the fact why Losing's got a ton of athletes on that field. And when they put it together, I think they can drop 40 on anybody on a given night if things click right for them.
2: Yeah, the one game that I watched them against Canton, they were slinging the ball all over the field. So I, I, like you said, don't count this offense out. I mean, the thing in the NTL is you've got to make a lot, of, a lot of miles on Route 6 to get to where you need to go. That, that can be tough for you know. high school team. Uh, North Penn Mansfield's young. I know it's probably the first time a lot of these kids have probably played against the varsity squad in Wyalusing. So I think this could be closer than a lot of people think.
1: I would definitely agree. This one is going to be uh, something fun. I hope the fans out there in Lucing come on out and uh, support the Rams, and I hope the Panther fans travel as well because this one's got the potential, I think, to be one of those uh, kind of unsung uh, offensive shootouts maybe coming up Friday night uh, over at Peterson Stadium in Wailusing. Now, of course, the main event. The uh, Bring your coolers, your lawn chairs, your grills, The whole nine yards because this one right here has got the whole shebang on its uh, kind of platter here. Because you've got the 5-0 Canton Warriors heading to Muncie Friday night in a rematch of last year's District 4 final. And if you think that there's not a bad taste in the Warriors' mouths uh, heading to Muncie this week, I would say you are Far from wrong because you know Canton's got a little bit of retribution on their mind. And to make matters worse, if you're Muncie, Canton last week kind of got their eyes opened a little bit at Athens. And if you were Muncie, hoping you know that Canton might steamroll a little bit, kind of have that high and mighty influence coming to your town next week, that did not happen. And Athens kind of foiled your fun a little bit with that. Warriors got a wake up call last week, and I think that's the worst thing that could have happened for a Muncie team with Canton coming in this week.
2: Yeah, I I always say that I think that like teams like Troy who got that loss out of the way early have a little bit of an advantage over a team like Canton who are five and zero. A little bit of complacency can come in. We're we're you know five and zero. We're undefeated, but yeah, going to going to Muncie Canton. They got the wake up call, like mm-hmm. you said. It's going to be tough for the Indians. I think that. Uriah and, and Ben Knapp and and that defense as well, I think they they want to shut someone down. You know, they let Athens kind of throw the ball on them. I know they're not going to let want to let Muncie do that. Like you said, it went down to the wire in the District 4. Uh, it was the title game mm-hmm. last year so I I don't know man I what do you think
1: I you know what I I am not predicting this one I'm calling this one on radio and of course I encourage you to do that tune in oldies 999 1077 Friday night uh, wiggle 100 not having a game Friday night uh, we'll have Penn State football on wiggle this Friday night so I'll be on uh, the oldies channel oldies 999 1077 FM and of course uh, online at oldies 99fM.com and you can find that on the tune in app as well by searching WTZN so there's a quick radio plug uh, for the game Friday night but here's here's the, uh kind of the analysis okay I'll kind of go herb street okay and I'll go with the analysis side of it you know he can't call the game or he's calling the game he can't predict it so he he'll just kind of give his uh keys so that's what I'll do I'll give uh the uh, the, the Wilbur facts here okay here's here's what I know
2: can you give me two keys for each team to win
1: two keys for each team to win okay so for the Warriors Stick with what you're doing, okay? All you need to do is clean up everything that uh, has been kind of uh, been uh, bugs in the offense I would say you know there's been uh, you know some some injuries and stuff like that uh, things haven't kind of gone as crisp I think if you clean that stuff up keep Uriah Bailey upright you know let him kind of do what he does you got to find a way to get Ben Knapp involved I think Ben Knapp's been uh, a little bit uh, on the offside a little bit but if you find a way to get Knapp involved and just kind of let Bailey do what he does I think that's a big key there. Uh, for the Warriors on Friday night as well. For the Muncie Indians, I think they've got to find a way to keep Christian Good involved in that ball game. Christian Good, uh, one of the better players on that Muncie roster. He's a great athlete. He really is. And if Muncie can just, you know, kind of do what Muncie does, you know, they aren't a very flashy team either. Muncie traditionally has just, they've always been solid. And if Muncie does what Muncie does, They're going to be in the game. It's going to be another slugfest, and I'll tell you this. Here's another key to the game, and a lot of folks out there may not uh, know about this. You know, maybe you do, you don't, whatever. Traditionally, Muncie has always been kind of that... I don't know. How do you want to put it? Like haunted road trip or whatever, you know, for some reason, traditionally uh, a Canton road trip to Muncie is just sometimes, you know, one of those EBGB kind of nights and it's just things go funky and you just never know. But uh, I do think, you know, if Muncie plays sound, this one's going to be a very close ball game and then it's kind of a toss up. But honestly, I think if uh, if the Warriors do what they've done, you know, they've they've just got to continue on with that strong momentum. But I think, honestly, the defensive side of the ball is going to be key. I, th- I think if uh, Canton continues to play that strong defense, they're going to be good to go. And, uh, you know, they should be able to at least uh, contain what I think is, uh, you know, not as strong of a run game, I think, as uh, Muncie had last year. Here's going to be another key I'll throw at you. Will this be the first week that uh, we see Ty Nixon of Muncie? He's n- another factor that really hasn't been shown yet in Muncie's ground game. And if he's playing, that could throw another wrench into it. So we will see. But definitely looking forward to a great one coming up on Friday. And uh, when the smoke clears, we will see if the Warriors uh, remain 6-0. and Or uh, will Muncie be 4-2? and But uh, you know... Both teams are going to be jacked up coming into this one, knowing how much is on the line. Because this one's got district implications. Let's not forget.
2: Yeah, a lot of, like you said, a lot is on the line. I know neither team's going to want to lose. Like you said, Canton's going to go in there. They're going to want to get it, get that taste out of their mouth from the mm-hmm. from the district game last year. Whew, and, yeah, I know uh, last, last week in Athens, I could feel a little bit of restlessness in the stands, a little bit of uneasiness. And I, I think that... Coach Seacrest is going to want to get that out of that locker room. I think he's going to have those kids locked down, focused, ready to go. I expect a much smoother and uh, locked-in Canton team this week, especially with Muncie
1: being on, on the schedule. That's right. So looking forward to a fun week six. That is for sure. But with that being said, folks, we are winding down time here on uh, episode number eight of the Northern Interior League Now podcast. Again, folks, I want to remind you, give us a follow now on Facebook. Go to NTL Now podcast. You can search us up and uh, give us a follow there. And we'll gladly uh, take followers there. Also, of course, now... On Instagram. That's right. Instagram is up. Go to NTL Now podcast. You can give us a follow on Instagram and, of course, uh, follow us on Twitter as well at NTL Now. So, Joe, your wish was my command as uh, I finally uh, covered all bases of social media here for the Northern Tier League Now podcast.
2: There will be no posed selfies of Shane and I on that Instagram, though.
1: You never know. I mean, who knows? You know, I might get back into like a gym flow or something, you know? Okay. I mean,
2: if you (laughs) want to do that, have at it.
1: But no, seriously, uh, congratulations again to all of our Northern Tier League athletes out there. Uh, If you missed the early part of the uh, podcast, you kind of just been skimming along. Uh, Congratulations to Lila Oswald of Wyalusing uh, for a great job on the volleyball side, earning her 500th kill. Rosalind Haney of Sarah Girls Soccer uh, winning or, excuse me, achieving her 50th goal in uh, girls soccer for the Lady Redskins. So congratulations to Rosalind. And, of course, congratulations going out to the Wellsboro Golf Team uh, back-to-back NTL champions uh, here in 2019 so congratulations to them so Joe we put to rest yet another NTL Now podcast after uh, a week off two weeks for you even and uh you know how, how do you feel did, did we, do you think we got back into the flow pretty Oh good?
2: yeah I think so we'll, we'll just call last week a bye week for us and <laughs> and that way we can get away with it but yeah man I'm I'm jacked up ready to go Second half of the season, football is coming up. I know uh, girls' soccer is about ready. It's kind of winding down, so we're getting to the good part of the year right now.
1: All right, so that will do it for eight episodes of the Northern Tier League Now podcast. I cannot believe we are putting the finishing touches here on episode number 8 but uh, hey you know what we'll be back next week we'll get you ready for uh, the fine 9 that's right getting you ready for the fine 9 as we'll be back with episode number 9 next week right here uh, in the Northern Interior League he's Joe Carrion across the table I'm Shane Wilbur folks thanks for tuning in and as I said we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of the Northern Interior League Now podcast folks you've been listening to NTL Now another exclusive presentation of Circle W sports.
0: Thanks for listening to NTL. Now your Northern tier league sports podcast. Keep following the Northern tier league on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern tier league. Audio from the NTL. Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now brought to you by Circle W Sports.